Welcome to episode 77 of RSVP, the podcast about stationery and so much more. I'm your host, Dade, and my co-host today is Les. Tonight, we're talking about office organization. But first, let's talk about what we've been consuming. Les, how are you? Good. How about you? It's been a while. I know. Um, I'm hanging in there, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> as as best as I can. Um, but yeah, so what am I consuming? Um, not a whole lot. I don't have time in my life to consume. I am drinking coffee. It's, dare I say, Keurig coffee. Um, I didn't have time to, to make oh, actual. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, it is this. It's called um, Cameron's coffee. It's biodegradable pods. So the pod isn't plastic. It's like a like a papery kind of basket. And the coffee is really good because it doesn't have like a bitter taste like a lot of the Keurig stuff does. Um, it's still not amazing, but it's... It's caffeine. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've been really busy just with my field placement. Things are starting to pick up. And so I think I'm finally starting to feel like the effects of like using my brain all day. Uh, so at the end of the night, sometimes I just want to check out and like play Animal Crossing or just stare at the TV. So, yeah, so nothing new media wise, but there are a lot of new ish things that are going on in the stationary world. Uh, I figure we could talk about those things because I will be consuming the new Baron Fig offering. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Squire, um, the Squire pen. Um, and yeah, I have complex feelings about it. I um trying to be careful. Uh, I don't well, want to. Did you are, are you a member of the um, Baron Fig Fanatics Facebook group there? I am. Unfortunately, did you? Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> speaking of unfortunate uh, aspects of that group, uh, there's a bit of a kerfuffle about it um, in terms of uh, I don't I, I think that some of the press releases and the website wasn't completely complete when it first went up um, yeah. because and I, I I did not read it that closely, to be fair, um, because I was like, oh, really? Are you going to do that? Um, yeah. But there was a bit of a kerfluffle and they've since deleted their posts about it. Um, yes, I did. Because, see that. OK, yeah. So they felt like people like Baron Fig should be donating and Baron Fig is donating. Yes, they are. They in, in fact, when the time. So I don't understand um, when I got the email from Baron Fig, it was embargoed until the 5th. But then, like, I flip over to Facebook and it's already on their, you know, so by the time this is released, like, it's already out. And so, like, the stuff I got in my email was telling me they were donating, like, it was the full copy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I did see that kind of, like, situation <laughs> over in the group. Um, I just have, so, you know, obviously I'm going to review it honestly and I'm going to have two opinions, one of the actual functional opinion of the pen and what it looks like and, and all that stuff. But I don't know if it's a product of, of living in the United States right now, um, mm. or just generally, but like anything that has like a flag, Liberty, the Statue of Liberty, any kind of patriotic symbols, I kind of like, am, I recoil a bit, um, mm. And, you know, this isn't a political podcast, so I'm not going to get too deep into that. But I just definitely like I this will not be a pen I use regularly. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I may even, you know, choose not to keep it. But I definitely like the timing is good. Um, I do like that they're donating um, to an organization that promotes voting because voting is important. So, yeah, I don't know. Like I have I also am not a fan of like. Like I'm I'm a fan of bright things and colorful things. And this is kind of just like a very like eh kind of thing for me aesthetically. But I've only seen yeah. pictures, so I can't judge. Well, I have to wonder why the choice of brass isn't um, isn't uh, the Statue of Liberty made out of copper. It is because that's why it turned green. Right. Uh, and and it's, it was meant to turn green. Um, so I have to wonder why why not use make it copper pen is it just because brass is cheaper or um i don't know just a just an aesthetic kind of like if it's an homage homage if you will to uh lady liberty then why not make it out of copper right um yeah that makes that makes sense i think maybe brass when i think of brass i think of like you know like military brass and like it's it's a more like psychologically patriotic thing than copper mm -hmm. yeah um, 
But like even like when I, you know, as someone who grew up right near New York City and like going to the city, it always like amused me that like when you would see and it's in their actual advertisement when you see Statue of Liberty like souvenirs that the Statue of Liberty is like in like it's not green. Mm -hmm. It's in its original form. And in fact, the one that they have is not even like a shade of copper so much. As no, it it's made out of brass. Right. So, yeah, it's just you're right. Like, I didn't you know, I didn't think that deeply into it, but you make a good point. I also thought about, you know, like I would think it would be awesome, but this is kind of getting away from the seriousness of it, maybe. But like a Statue of Liberty, like Liberty Green pen mm -hmm. with like an orange yellow flame top. Yeah. Um, and then like the torch logo, like, you know, and you can still do the same thing. Um, because also it's $80, it's not $60. And yeah. so I think about that too. Um, so yeah, those are my thoughts on it. I don't have it in hand right now. Um, I probably will by the time this goes live. So maybe, you know, I'll add some follow-up comments in the group when I post the link to this podcast. But I also am curious as to, you know, the box is not, it's a box because they're including some, uh, you know, a brief history of liberty. Um, it's like a little booklet on the history of American liberties mm -hmm. and then a declaration of liberty. Um, so obviously putting those in a tube would make them not as readable, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So those are my thoughts. But moving away from their limited edition, um, they've also released some new stuff that is interesting and intriguing. Um, the... Uh, what is it called? The mosaic desk organizer. Yeah, that, that looks really cool. I really like the way it looks, especially like the green one. It's actually the color green of the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so but I, I really like it. I'm curious. I know Andy, I think, asked about like the notebook slot. Like, does it only fit yeah. big products? Because I could definitely see myself using something like this um, to kind of now like i have like a pen tray and a pen cup and like notebooks just kind of sit on my desk um but if this is adaptable to like other products because i don't use baron fig products all the time um it's definitely and it's reasonably it's 34 dollars. i think that's reasonable and then also the guardian case the guardian pro oh yeah 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 i actually really like that as well I, I like the way it's designed, how like the pen loop is in the binding of the book, uh, binding of mm -hmm. the case. Another thing that I want to bring up is the Musgrave debate pencils. Um, <laughs> you've seen those. I have. Uh, they're sold out now. I, I have some in my I have some right here. I'm holding them. Uh, are they cedar or are they basswood? I didn't sharpen one. They smell. You know, what? I'm going to sharpen one just because. Um. I'm going to mute my mic because sharpening with the classroom friendly would horrify people. <laughs> or, well, it certainly wouldn't be ASMR. That's for sure. Okay. It is not cedar. Okay. It I'd is. be surprised at this point if they were. They are not at all. They smell like, they smell like tongue depressors, hmm. but also the paint, like it just, they were just in like the, I really like their packaging. Like there's the sleeve. Yeah, I love that little sleeve. So, but I mean, you know, I I bought them because I, I, I always like trade fodder. And this was before, like, there may not be a debate on October 22nd in Tennessee. So mm -hmm. now people are like, oh, man, these are like going to be super collectible now. Um, I didn't buy them for that complete reason, but... They make good trade fodder for when I don't want to buy black wings and people yeah. want to give me black wings. So, so yeah, I mean, they're pretty cool. I, I do like that. Um, I like the eraser. It kind of reminds me of like a peppermint candy. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, design wise, I, I think it's really, they're, they're nice. Yeah. And it's nice regardless of how I feel about politics these days. It's nice that a small pencil company is doing stuff like this to you know because at the end of the day mm -hmm. the more people the more people support them and know about them the better it is for us i mean look look at musgrave over this past year yeah i mean i ordered from them and like they hand wrote a note to me they threw in some extras like their packaging has changed Same. like yeah like they are they are doing the thing and i'm sure they're seeing the results of that and so yeah i mean i, I i'll never complain about a company making a product unless it's overtly 
racist or homophobic. For sure. Or yeah. ridiculous, like the Paca Pen dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah, so those were my like new things. Um, I've been writing with the Zebra Sarasa Dry pen. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been working with counseling students and I've been taking notes and I use the uh, campus loose leaf paper, the Japanese mm-hmm. smooth paper. And so I like using a gel pen, but I like to not smear my notes either. And this one dries almost instantly. So mm. it it definitely is doing the work. And it's the 0.4 millimeter, so it's pretty fine point dish, like that I'm used to. Um, but I like it, so mm. I'll put a link in the show notes. But that's that's really it for me. What about you, Les? What's what's going on? Oh, so much. So um, we moved. This is this past week was our second week doing online group therapy, and it's been a thing. I'll leave it at that. Um, not an entirely positive experience, but not horrible maybe um and so i had a vacation just beforehand um my parents don't listen to the podcast so i can say that um so over my vacation i stayed home um for safety's sake and i did a deep office clean and reorganization which we'll get deep into during our main main topic um and i just had a lot of stuff shoved into my office. I had, you know, 14 years. We've been in our home for 14 years. And, you know, I, I had collections of things. I had collections of pens, collections. I have an ink collection. I've got a field notes collection. And it's, I suppose it's le- less of a collection. I'm loosely organized. I'll use this stuff someday. And I decided if I if I'm not, if I don't like something, it goes into a donation box. Um, or it goes up for sale, or if I'm not using it, it's going to go up for sale. So I decided to sell off some of my um, Baron Fig Squires. I also, you know, I um, COVID has not been entirely great for my family. Um, I did some work from home, and it's been financially difficult. I'm, I, I won't lie, it's been kind of a bummer. And I have to take my professional licensure exam and literally can't afford it. It's so expensive. I have to uh, pay to apply so that they will review my application. I have to pay for the test. And then after that, I have to pay for the license. Um, And also, if I want to be licensed in my specialty, I also have to pay for that application and then for the licensure fee after that. So I I needed some money. So I did put up my... um, a couple of my pens, my squires for sale. Um, I've got a massive donation box of pencils and pens, you know, gel ink pens that I'm like, I've been, if I made sure that all of the gel ink pens worked before I threw them into the donation box. So, um, so there's, you know, like Uniball 207s, 307s. Um, and I decided I made a decision to I have a desk organizer that has, you know, some display pencils in it that I can use. But for my working pencil cup, I've got 12 pencils in it. That's mm-hmm. it. I use them until they are worn down to a nubbin and then I replace it randomly from a box. So I open up the box, kind of stick my hand in there, pull out a pencil and then use that. Um, and basically it's just like an effort to kind of like get through some of my stash and other than my, my, um, purchase that I made for my blogs. So, you know, then this is like, I think the hard thing, the thing that's difficult in terms of, because I run comfortable shoes studio, I am constantly having new stuff come in. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm all, I need to purge some of this stuff. So a, a bunch of stuff is going, just going out into donation. And I, I think I'll be, you know, passing some stuff on to people who've done donations and things through Ko-Fi, um, just because I can't keep all of it. Um, so I'll be, I'll be doing some stuff through the RSVP group, uh, likely, um, but also I put together a, a travel box. Um, so we've got a swap box going on. Um, that's going to go out next week, hopefully once I get all my slots filled. And so the swap box will go out and I'll have pencils and notebooks and maybe some pens in there as well. 
to just kind of move on some of the stuff that I've accumulated over the years. Um, and so I did buy, um, my parents gave me a, a decent, uh, Amazon card for, for my birthday. So I bought a Moonman T1, which is a, it's piston filling, um, fountain pen that is, it's like one of those, um, more expensive varieties from China where mm-hmm. they kind of, it's kind of like Wingsung where they're like, we're going to take inspiration from all of the other companies that do this and see what we come up to. And so the T1 is basically, if you took a Kuiko Sport and a uh, Twisby Echo and a Twisby Diamond and threw it into a um, drawer and saw what happened with it, um, it, it, it's sort of like that. It's got like a really nice piston fill. Um, the body of the pen itself kind of looks like uh, a, the Twisby Echo, um, whereas the cap looks like a Kuiko Sport. Um, anyway, so it's kind of fun. I've got it filled up with Eru. I'm going to butcher this. Eroshizuku. Eroshizuku. Uh, Sukiyo, um, which is like a nice muted teal color, which matches the the color of the T1 that I got. And then I've got a Jinhao 51A with Ackerman brown orange in it. Nice. So I've got some, I've got some, it's like nice aut- autumnal color for the Ackerman. I was Ackerman. just going to say that. It was like very autumnal of you. Yeah. Um, I don't usually uh, do seasonal colored inks, but it really works really well. Um, and for my birthday, Chris bought me a Puck Puck, which is a funnily named um, little little coffee cold brew making device for an AeroPress. So basically you plug this thing on top of an AeroPress with a um, water bottle stuck into it. You have to buy like specific water bottles that have a European threading on them. And then you put water into the water bottle um, and you twist it so it gets the drip rate proper. Um, And you put some coffee down in the... um, AeroPress, and then it, it sort of just does the drip cold brew. So that's what I've been consuming. I've had a lot of <laughs> Kyoto-style cold brew over the last couple of weeks. So that's been that's been kind of nice to have that puck puck. It's a fun way to to make cold brew, and it's significantly more stable than the trash setup I had before, which was a, a Taco Hell takeout cup with a hole poked in it that I would fill with water and put on top of my AeroPress balanced. Um, the puck puck actually clips onto it. So while it's not the world's most stable thing, it's a lot more stable than what I was using before. But, um, unlike you, I'm not consuming a lot, um, Mm -hmm. in terms of like media i'm not watching a lot of tv um i'm listening to a lot of music i'm still like my spotify i had a i don't know i got some sort of like three month spotify deal and it just ran out i'm like oh my god i have to listen to ads again (laughs) um so i'm like strongly considering doing it but it's so expensive uh compared to like what i like what i actually paid for it and what i think it's worth um because i know they don't pay their artists enough so I don't feel great about um, Spotify, but um, it just like I I made some playlists. I I, and I still have access to those, but it once you stop paying for Spotify, it your playlist instead of playing it straight down through, it does a shuffle play. Really? Um, Yeah. So you you don't get to hear your playlist in the way that you designed it, Um, and I think that the algorithm works less well. Although my Spotify algorithm was spinning some real weird crap at me. (laughs) Um, Like every now and then I'd be at work listening to music. And for anyone who doesn't know this artist, please don't look them up. Um, It would throw suddenly throw peaches into the mix, Um, which if you're aware of that, it's sort of like an, oh, my God, pause that kind of moment. It's not really something that is it's not at all work appropriate and it's kind of embarrassing when it comes up. <laughs> um, 
And so there were a couple of artists like that where it would just like randomly start playing stuff like that. When I'd be listening to something like like Vitamin String Quartet, right? Like it would yeah. it would just randomly start playing like um, WAP in the middle of all of that. And it's like, I, I can't have that playing at work. That's right. not okay. <laughs> um, that stuff gets you fired. Right. Yeah, no, I pay for Spotify. So I didn't know that like if you didn't pay, like it changes the way in which you interact with – with the you know program yeah like and and i i often think about that too like i'm paying 9.99 a month um and i've been spoiled now you know like with no ads but it's like what happens to me is like i'm ready to cancel like i'm like all right i'm gonna do this and then um i'm like well i also have netflix hulu apple tv um (laughs) stars hbo um, what's another nine ninety nine? And every month oh. I, I go through that whole entire thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But I, I am looking. Someone told me that if you're a student, you actually get half price. Uh, Spotify. Yeah, yeah Spotify. So, um, you can combine it with Hulu. Yeah. Uh, for student, if for a student account. So I'm gonna look into that. So. Cool. Yeah, I um we got. The not the this is kind of, was totally off topic, but we got the Xfinity Flex. Okay. Um, and so it's basically like a Roku box, but okay. it also includes local stations, and we get free weekends and weeks of things like HBO and other stuff, because they they want us to buy it. And so what we'll do is like because they send you an email in advance, so. We'll be like, oh, what do we want to watch that's on HBO and just like binge watch it in a weekend. Right. Because that's I mean, that's how we generally watch stuff anyway, is like we tend to do lengthy binges of things. And like, well, you know, we make like a thing out of it where, um, you know, we'll have pizza and popcorn and soda and whatnot. And just sort of like, all right, we're going to binge, you know, killing. What's that? What's the killing Eve? Or we'll binge something else because we have it free this weekend. Um, we're like, what movies are free on on the Flex um, that we haven't seen yet? So, speaking of which, it, I I did consume something. Um, I on Netflix I watched the documentary, the four part documentary on the Challenger, the Final Flight. Oh wow! Definitely worth it. Definitely a lot of WTF moments. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you and I are similar in age. So like, there's also that nostalgia kind of, you know, yeah. I, I remember, I mean, I was six, but I remember being in school and like, it was a big deal. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that definitely, I recommend it. Um, you will want to binge watch, but it's quite lengthy. Um, mm-hmm. it's not just like hour long. It's like a little over each episode. So, so yeah, I'm gonna, I'll link that cause it's definitely worth checking out. All right. Um, anything else before we get to the main topic? No, I'm good. All right. So like I said at the outset, we are going to be talking about office organization. And I guess we're going to kind of let this go the way it wants to go. Um, it's kind of <laughs> a funny, a funny parallel, like a disorganized um, presentation of a topic that talks about organization. Um, but I... You know, we're on episode 77. Uh, topics are hard to come up with and less posed to this topic because um, she recently um, reorganized her office. And I did that um, at the beginning of the school year. And so I think it's a good idea to talk about, like, you know, were there specific things you wanted to talk about or like? Well, I, um, why don't we start start with uh sort of the why of yeah. uh, why. I, so why I did it. Um, so yes. I, I had some vacation time and Chris and I were basically sitting in our home office saying, this doesn't work anymore. Um, the way that it had been set up was, so we had both had jobs previous, obviously. I mean, we've been working our entire lives previous to when we went back to school Um And so when we moved into the house, you know, we put one computer in one corner, the other computer in the other corner in terms of the desks and everything. And then we just had like one um, surface where we put a printer that we shared. And it worked for that because basically we were we were using it 
uh, to pay bills and interact with YouTube because when we first set it up, you know, it wasn't like smart TVs weren't a thing and Hulu was new and all of this stuff was, was really new and you didn't, it wasn't necessarily that we had it on our TV or anything. So we were using it, um, in multiple ways. Um, and then when we went back to school, it worked okay for school, but things got expanded, you know, like, uh, she added another monitor. I added another monitor and basically we were using it as we had set it, set it up. Um, and it was less useful, if that makes sense. So just like, um, in order to do my art stuff, I would, I had to have a little folding table that I had, um, that I, that I would set up when I was going to draw or I was going to paint, um, or when I was going to do other, like, um, some writing, my, I couldn't work on my desk because I had my extra monitor on there. And, you know, so it's a lot of stuff like that, where basically over the course of 14 years, our jobs have morphed and changed and, like my, my job when I was working from home, I had to have Chris out of the office. So basically booted her out of the office so I could maintain HIPAA. Um, and so then it, it became, well, she was just using, this as a place to store files and things like that. So it was my office and it didn't work particularly well for that. Um, and now Chris is, her office hasn't entirely closed, but she's basically going to be on work from home forever um, with occasional like when things do go back to normal, she'll be going into Boston on occasion. Um, but most of all of her work has moved towards Zoom meetings and things like that. Um, so we when, what, what we realized was that the way that the office was set up was did not work for her and it did not work for me. It just like for both of our uses, it was terrible. Um, and so I kind of sat down and thought about how could I reorganize it? And also, um, like I talked a little bit about this, like we both just had a lot of stuff in here. There was, you know, all of my pens and pencils and our books and things like that. Um, so we divided the room, like two thirds of it is now basically Chris's office. So, um, we have to measure it out for tax purposes. Um, so it's it's like an interesting kind of like thing, too, because now she'll be able to um, because she'll be working from home, probably 95 percent of the time will be able to take that as a tax deduction. Um, and so you have to measure out the room and figure out the square footage and how much of a percentage of that is is like out of the home. It's a whole other, you know, pain in the butt. Uh, but we will be able to do that now because she her side of the room is more designated. Um, and so when I was looking at the organization, like we wanted to have like my section be a little more, not like private, but like personal, because what I'm doing is more like my personal stuff, my hobbies and things like that. I'll be writing in here. Um, I'll be working on the blog in here, obviously recording the podcast. And that was another thing that was a consideration that I made was as I was looking at reorganizing it, I wanted to make sure that my back wasn't towards the street side of the house. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, Dade, but there should be less background noise of cars going by, it should be greatly reduced. I haven't um, heard a single one yet. That's amazing because I can hear them as they go by. Um, and it, we'll see if it like picks up on the microphone, but I did do some testing. There was a car that just went by. I, I just heard that because you stopped okay. talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a particularly loud car, but you know, like that should be greatly reduced because of where I'm like, sort of like the microphone's pointing. I'm not like my back's not directly towards the wall that faces, um, the street. Um, and, um, you know, I don't have three walls surrounding me that are street, like close to the street side. And of course there goes another car. Um, <laughs> And the minute I start talking about this and it's so much better, you can hear it. Um, so it should be greatly reduced because that was something I was definitely thinking about was like I wanted to make sure that the microphone was closer towards a an inside wall that would help quiet it down. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, I've got to work on like microphone placement because I think that if I move the microphone a little bit, it's going to reduce the sound even more. Um, but I just, this morning when I was setting up, I'm like, all right, I'm going to try it here. We're going to see what happens. Um, so it is what it is. Um, and so I set up like a reading nook. So there's, we have like a little chair yes. and we've got, um, our bookshelves surrounding it. Um, so it's, it's just like comfortable in there. And then I've got like my corner with my, my computer and printers and, and monitors and stuff. Um, but it was, it was a lot. Um, when you've been in a place for 14 years, you, you accumulate a lot of stuff. Oh, for sure. Um, and the other thing like I wanted to talk about was also I like I helped dig out an office at work. Um, you know, we had to pack up someone's office and, and move it out. And it's just it's amazing how much stuff we come c- accumulate in an office, um, whether it's like paper or stationery or supplies or whatnot. It's just like it's really eye opening to kind of think about like, first off, like cleaning out my home office was one thing, but then also cleaning out an office where I had less connection to things. And it was really just sort of like, Oh my God, I want to make sure that I don't do this again. Like I want there, I I need to set up some things so that I'm not doing this Mm -hmm. to myself ever again. Um, so that, that was the start of it. It was like, we really needed to, organize it into a usable space. So I don't know about you, but um, what kind of thoughts like went into figuring out how to make your office into a usable space? So for me, I had a few concerns. One was, um, I guess, like, I, I, so I'm operating with a very tight space. Like, like if you saw my office, like you can't, like maybe three people can fit in here in the room. Um, it's very small. I'd say it's maybe Mm. like, oh, I don't know, like 12 by eight room. Um, so anyhow, I, I wanted to find a way in which I could maximize surface space because my desk that I'm sitting at now recording this podcast, it has my monitor, my keyboard, you know, all the stuff that I need. And there's no writing space because my monitor is a 32-inch curved monitor. Um, And so Mm. I bought a second desk to put to the left of me to make like an L shape. And that's my writing surface. And so I also was trying to be mindful of the fact that I was doing school online and I'm doing field placement online. I wanted to have the ability to be on Zoom and also have a clean surface. And so that's where like... My setup comes in with, you know, I have a webcam, but I have it moved. So the computer I'm using it on is kind of like to the right of me, but I can kind of turn in my chair and face it and right like to the left of me, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, yeah. And also for accessibility purposes of like, oh, like I need to grab a piece of paper or I need to sharpen my pencil or I need to print something out. Everything is within like arm's length or maybe Mm -hmm. like rolling my chair a little bit so I'm not having to hold on let me get up and get that and so that was another thing because especially being in school or being in meetings um like I'm finding in meetings where someone's like oh yeah like about that thing and I'm like oh yeah hold on I gotta grab that and I don't have to get up and like move around and so that that was good for me as well and I also bought my new office chair which is twice as big as the chair that I had um and so again, that it's it was finding a way for me to incorporate that because a chair, a good chair to me was important because my back issues and yeah. I've had it, I've had it now for three weeks, I think. Um, best money I've ever spent. Um, my back is doesn't hurt at all, um, and it's super super comfortable. Um, and so yeah, so but unlike I guess a typical office, this is also where I game and so this is also a gaming room and so thinking of ways in which i can have a workspace and a fun space in the same area was complicated because yeah. Yeah. you you know as a therapist like you think about containers and containing things and it's like 
when you sit in a place and do work all day, you associate that with work. And then mm-hmm. you usually go to another place to do recreational things. Um, and I'm doing both at the same location. Yeah. Uh, so it's finding new and different ways to like make that better. I did buy, um, they're called nano leaf. They are panels that you can put on your wall into like a geometric shape that light up. And so I can change hmm the mood of my room whenever I want. And so that it sounds hokey, but um, like in the morning I have it like natural light um, and it, it does improve my mood. So that has been helpful. I'll put a link to them in the, the show notes, but it's, hmm. it's something that using light um, because there is a window in here, but it doesn't get light until about like 1 PM. Yeah. Um, because I'm getting up at like 7 a.m. I'm in here by eight and I'm tired. <laughs> like, so, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what went into my thoughts of organizing my office. I wanted a place the the TLDR of this is I wanted a place that I didn't hate being in. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that that's like the other aspect of the reasoning for the reorganization of our office as well is that we both kind of hated being in our office. Um, and part of the reason I think we hated being in our office is because it was uncomfortable and not usable in its current setup. Like we had what we called our reading nook before, and it was the opposite corner of where my desk sat, but we basically both would come home and throw our backpacks into it. Um, so basically it became a, it became a spot for where I would just dump my bag at the end of the day. Um, or, you know, like it just like my jacket would go into that chair and now it's in a spot where that is not easy to do. Um, so it forces me to not do that, but also it's makes it the way that it's now set up is really comfortable to use. So I actually will sit in there and I will read or write instead of, instead of just dumping my bag. Although I, I do, my bag is in there right now. It's in the chair and I'm feeling bad about it because it's not that doesn't belong there anymore. Um, But I also need to find a spot where I can put my bag um, like when I at the end of the day and we don't have a good spot for that yet. So uh, I think this is also going to go into like some of the things that we do um, when we come home from work or when I come home from work rather like where where am I going to be able to store like my bag? But I think. I don't know. I think that's like also like a process thing. Um, But it very much made me really want to like reduce my collections. And it really was like grating on me that I had so much stuff Um, and like stuff that I I hadn't used. So embarrassingly, um, I had a pencil bag full of moderately priced fountain pens and two that were our collectible um, fountain pens. Um, And it had fallen into a drawer. And I remember thinking like, man, where, where is that pen? I really, I would like to use that ink and not being able to find it. And, you know, as I was cleaning, I found the pencil bag and I was like, Oh my God, I think these pens have been inked up with like this J Urban, like sparkly ink for over a year. Um, and let me tell you that stuff, it's not, it doesn't clean out poorly when you clean it on a regular basis or it's only been in there for a little while, but when you leave a pen inked with it for over a year and you don't touch it, that is a beast to clean. I'm going to have to completely disassemble the pens and toothbrush out the feed. Um, it is, and one of them wouldn't even like the, the, when I would turn the piston down, it would just stop, mm-hmm. not because the piston was bound, but because the feed was so plugged up with the sparkly stuff. So um, fortunately, you know, I know that it's water soluble enough that the pens will be saved, but um, yeah, I'm really kicking myself for doing that as well. Cause it's just like, well, I guess I just don't write enough. Um, and it's, it's going to be a lot of work to get those clean. Um, work I don't particularly want to do either (laughs) right right 
Um, so yeah, you know, I went through a lot of like that kind of stuff too, like rethinking, like how do I use my things and why do I have 13 pencil cups? Seriously, <laughs> I had 13 pencil cups full of sharpened pencils. That's that's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, they're all like recycled tea, uh, tea tins. So, you know, they're not huge. I think they hold like 25 pencils each. But that's a lot of pencils. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an embarrassing amount of pencils. I have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to pencils. Um, so, yeah, so I've decided that I'm going to do a thing where uh, I fill a pencil cup and It'll be, it'll hold 12 pencils and I will use them down to a nubbin and then I will randomly pick one out. Yeah. I mean, that's why I sold off pretty much my entire Blackwing collection because like I was never going to use it Mm -hmm. and I also needed a thousand dollars. So yeah, it's like, and, and I'm, I'm like you, like I have a pencil cup on my desk now and it only contains stuff that I, I rotate through and everything else. I do have some pencils organized by brand in these Mm. little like boxes on my shelf. Um, but all the other pencil cups I had around my office, I sorted through them and I put everything in a huge like Ziploc bag of like stuff that I'm willing to like get rid of or donate or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm thinking of ways in which I can like, get them to people who want them. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, because it's not like it's crappy stuff. It's just that I'm never going to use them and I would like someone to use them. That's going to enjoy them and make use of them. What about a newbie giveaway on, uh, on RSVP? I think that's a really good idea. I think we did. God, when was the last time we did that? Like it's been a while ago. Yeah. Yeah, It's been a long time, but I think that's, that would be a really, really cool idea. Um, because I mean, I have, so much stuff that I would have to use like a medium sized flat rate box. Oh my God. Um, or, you know, we could also, I can send you the swap box. Okay. Um, not as full as I normally would do and you can load it up and then send it on its way. Sure. That would actually be great. Um, because like, like I said, I, I want them to go to enthusiasts that will, like them because usually I donate to schools, but schools around me aren't in person right now, nor do they want donations like that. Yeah. So. Yeah. They're only around here. They're only taking sealed. Yes. Boxes of pencils. Yes. Um, and I mean, I, I, I could give away my four gross of neon casemates. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I haven't seen those in Walmart. No, I'm going to be going there later. I was going to take a look at their their stuff. They've actually really, as much as I don't like to go to Walmart, I'm also poor. So like when people crap on me for going to Walmart, um, you know, like that's my counter. Like I don't want to go there either, but that that's all I can afford. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to like like cat food there. I mean, we have six cats is five dollars cheaper than, you know, ordering it online. So, of course, I'm mm-hmm. going to go there. Same thing with cat litter. So, yeah. So, anyhow, they've really upped their stationary game. Yeah. Um, I I don't know. Well, when you go, check out the Exceed hardcover notebooks with the okay. pocket and the elastic. Um, at mine, the version with the super heavyweight paper uh-huh. is on clearance. Ooh. And so it's well over a dollar cheaper than it used wow. to be. I think I paid $6 for the 6 by 9 version. Uh-huh. And I think they're normally like 9 bucks. So, wow. Um, they're just, getting rid of the heavy, heavyweight paper. I just don't like the way they do it. So now everything is, it's pushed, meaning like stocked, um, mm-hmm. in the boxes that it comes in and they just rip off like the half of the box, at least in my Walmart. Yeah. Um, they don't use peg hooks as much if at yep. all. And that gets messy real quick because mm-hmm. like when you're zoning, like I, I haven't looked if there's like, um, there's got to be that has to be label strips like on the shelf to tell you where things go. But like if you go to the wrong Walmart, you're going to have a bad time. Yeah. And my the Walmart near me is a trash fire. It's I awful. think it's the one that I went to that one time I visited you. It was horrifying. Like the I, one on 114. Yes. Yeah. God, it's <laughs> awful. 
Yes. It's the worst Walmart I've ever been to in my life. It's like terrible. It, like in some sections, the shelves were co- like completely empty almost. And in others, yep. it was just like jumble. Like someone just threw everything in one spot. Yep. That is pretty consistent <laughs> with that particular store. It's It was so bad. Um, and so my parents love Walmart. They have they have no qualms about their use of Walmart. Um, yeah. you know, my brother worked there for years um until he quit. Um so you know, they 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 felt like they were supporting him, not a massive horrible co- corporation. Um and I and I go there because also like you, I am poor and um <laughs> you know, it 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 is what it is, but that particular location has never been good it's it it's gotten slightly better recently like when they put out their stationary stuff this particular season it wasn't like they'd set it on fire and then tried to put it out with a axe um it was it was actually organized and i could find things um but as things dwindled down it was like they just took those boxes those push boxes and dumped them out onto the shelves and i think literally customers were doing that Mm -hmm. Um, so I, and it happens a lot in that store where customers will just rip everything off the shelf and then throw it back on the shelf themselves. It's real strange. Yeah. It's just, it's disappointing. So, so yeah, so they, you know, they definitely up their game. Um, I think also just cause stationary in general has gotten like a, a, like a, a new spotlight put on it. Mm. Um, like I never would have thought I would see like zebra mild liners in stores. Yeah. They have them at CVS and Walgreens. Um, where else did I see them? Um, they're at Walmart. Uh, They're at target. Joanne's had them. They had the, in the, in the journaling section, they had a really cute little set of the Sarasa clip with mild liners in it. Yeah, no, I mean, so I'm all for it. Like, I think it's just, there was that, journaling wave and like scrapbooking kind of life planning wave but then now there's been like this second wave of like well the journaling and right so so yeah so getting back to our office discussion (laughs) um, (laughs) so yeah no i definitely want you to send me the 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 box the swap box so i can add my stuff to it is it going to be a small flat rate box yep okay um and so, yeah, like what else is there to say about office organization? Um, you were talking about having way more than you needed. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that that's like when you've been in a space for a long time, that's something I think that comes up is that having having way more than what you need. Um, and so one of the things that I've wanted for a really long time was to be able to actually <clears throat> work on my desktop. So I, I I have a small desk and it has my monitor on it now, which it didn't before. I had used to have it off to the left and I would have to turn to look at the large monitor. And it also has my laptop on a, on a riser. So it's at a good eye level for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really wanted to be able to always have like a notebook on, on my desk open so that if I had to take some notes, I could make them really quickly. And yeah. that's what I did when I was in grad school. But I don't know what it was, but like I just started dumping stuff on my desk and um, one second. Sorry, had to burp. It's okay. That out. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, so I just started like dumping stuff on my desk and I eventually it got to so much crap on my desk that I couldn't even get at my desk. It was embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um and awful and gross. Um, so uh, I, well, it was really nice to just kind of get everything off of my desk. And now I have, you know, my, the, the notebook that I'm using today and my, my pen and gear pencil that I'm using to make a point, um, which we can talk about in the next episode. Um, <laughs> um, so like I have that on my desk top, you know, and that was something that I always wanted to be able to get back to having, um, but also like be able to have set up really quickly in my office, like my tripod with my camera and my um, soft boxes and things so that I could take pictures for things for Etsy. Um, and I also have so as a work surface, like like you, I, I needed like an L shape. 
Mm-hmm. So sort of uh, to my left and also behind me, I set up my uh, vintage sewing machine uh, cabinet. And so it, it folds open to make a really nice, decently sized work surface. Um, and it works perfectly in the space. Like I have it set up so that my desk abuts it just perfectly on the corner. And my, I, I can use the entire surface to work on. Um, and I still have like little organizational little things that I need to do. Like I need to pick up some bins to store some of my paper supplies. I need to pick up some bins to store some of my sewing supplies and things like that. Like I need to have some storage for, for my, um, like fabric and stuff like that. So there's like a few little odds and ends, but it's so interesting to like, like now I walk into the office and I'm actually pretty relaxed. It used to like almost cause me anxiety to walk into this office. Um, I have to wonder if some of that is because I was doing work from home for six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just reminding me of like, here's, here's like work that I didn't particularly like doing. I didn't, I didn't like doing um, telephonic therapy, like therapy over the phone. Um, I hate the phone anyway. Um, if, if you're someone that I've ever answered the phone for, consider yourself lucky nine times out of 10, if someone calls me, I let it go to voicemail. Yeah. I don't like the phone. I would like, I don't mind this. Um, and like when I talk to like anyone, like family members or anything, I, I, I put my phone on speakerphone, um, or wear headphones and then walk around the house as I'm having this conversation. So like when I talk to my dad, it's always like mobile. So, but, but anyway, but like, it's so much, it's like relaxing to come in here now because Mm -hmm. it's so different than how it was. Like, I know that I can sit down in, in the little cup chair, um, in the, in the reading nook and actually sit down and read with a cup of tea. You know, it's, it's, it's nice. Um, and also getting rid of some of my like cluttery stash, um, has allowed me to like I had my mom gave me a Samsung color printer with brand new toner cartridges. Mm-hmm. And the great thing about it is like I'll be able to print covers for no brand notebooks with my own like personal art on it, right? Right. Um, and you know, like I can do that. Um, but because I was able to you know, sell off some of my pens, I was actually able to order a new uh, print drum for it. Nice. Um, And I'm also going to be able to pay for my professional licensure. So that's always nice. I get to take a test. Um, (laughs) So like, you know, I've been able to do like a few things that I've been wanting to do. Um, And also like one of the great things about the color printer is I think I'm going to be able to do some, um, some double sided um, prints with, like I can do like different colors of dot grid. Oh, so like I'm hoping like to do like some like baby blue, maybe some bright orange, some stuff like that. And I think that's going to be fun. I'm I'm like, gonna, I'm going to mess around with all kinds of different stuff now that I have a color printer that I think um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be nice. cool. Nice. Um, yeah, so I think just like the reorganization, organization, I think I need to just commit to doing like a deep clean and a reorganization. And I think like a, a an assessment, maybe yearly, an assessment of my stash. Um, and get rid of stuff that I'm not going to use. Uh, because if I'm not using it, then I'm not enjoying it, right? Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I agree. I agree with that reorganization, kind of the yearly check-in. Um, it's like, I always laugh. It's something I do with my computer, like periodically, like wipe it clean and reinstall because it gets messy and cluttered. Yep. Um, and, and you're right. When you do that to your space, you come into it and you just feel good. Like yeah. it just, it feels good. There's no other word. I'm not going to try to find another word for it, you know, and, and it makes me want to be in this space. And so, so yeah, I think that, it also one thing I've noticed and I've been trying to do this around the house too, is like get rid of things and reduce clutter. Yeah. Um, it definitely helps with my mental clutter. Like that's definitely not like it's a real thing, like keeping your space 
you know, oh, yeah, free, absolutely. Free of, absolutely. Free of mess or free of, you know, because because I've noticed throughout my life, sometimes I enclose my spaces in things to kind of keep out other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this office was becoming. It was like a stationary catch-all you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um where now it's like before i buy something i'm like well am i ever going to use this and if i am going to use it how much of it will i use mm-hmm. um there are some exceptions like when i ordered from musgrave i got a dozen test scoring pencils but those are like pennies yeah like you know but i haven't actually ordered like any of the limited edition black wings for the past three cycles now yeah, I I can't remember the last time I ordered a limited edition Blackwing. I have gotten them as gifts, and I certainly uh, very much appreciate that. Um, it's I don't know. It's it's a a thing that I definitely appreciate. Something that I I I wouldn't necessarily do for myself, and maybe that's why I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so there there's that aspect of it but yeah mm-hmm. i haven't i haven't bought them and i suspect that part of the reason i haven't bought them is just you know time and money um yeah. and and kind of limiting some of the stuff that i um i am spending money on if that makes sense um totally totally cuz um yeah it's just i don't know like i i and i'm not I'm not su- suggesting that I'm becoming a minimalist because far from it. I'm I'm still have tons of crap in here. Um and I'm not suggesting like stoicism over stationary supplies. Um but definitely like paring down things and looking at the stuff that I enjoy using and will use and I'm very much um like I I was talking with Johnny of uh, Erasable and and um, Pencil Revolution about having some limited edition fatigue, um, and and how you know I've gotten to a point where I really just want to use my tools. I, I as much as I love reviewing things and getting new stuff, and I do, I I absolutely love playing with new stationary supplies, but I know what I'm going to use, like. I'm absolutely going to use my Moonman T1. Um, it's funky and weird um, and comfortable to use. Um, but also when I look at the pencils that I use, I am I, I want to use them. I don't want things that when I look at it, I'm like, so I've got a, a <laughs> the, the tail end of a uh, Blackwing Volumes 24. Um in my pencil cup right now. What I don't want to do is, is pull something out of my stash and think, Oh, holy crap. You know, that pencil's worth $30. Do I use it or do I sell it? Um, what I really just want to do is use it. Like I want to use that, that, that stump of the 24 Mm -hmm. without feeling like I'm doing something wrong. Right. You know, um, and I and I am absolutely using it without feeling like I'm doing something wrong. Um, but also I had it sharpened for ages and it was, you know, sitting in a pencil cup on my desk and I hadn't touched it. Mm-hmm. So here I am using it now. Yeah. Um, but I but I think like really deeply thinking about what is it I enjoy about this pencil? What is it aesthetic is it an aesthetic thing? Like so if I grab um say this this Tennessee red, right? I'm using these because they're not really a collectible. I'm, I enjoy the smell and I think they look great. Um, but also I'm, I've gotten my hands a pen and gear number two, yellow classic school pencil. Um, and I'm also enjoying using that because not the aesthetics. I mean, sure. It's just a classic, super basic um, school pencil, but the graphite's great. Right. And so it gets to this point where I'm like, okay, so this limited edition, it works great, smells great, feels good, but so does this pen and gear. And it's like, I got 48 of them for under $2. 
I don't know. I don't know what point I'm getting at here, but basically like I'm thinking really deeply and a lot about the things that I'm enjoying and about using them. Right. I think, I think I know what you're getting at. I think you're getting at the idea of like, you rather, there's the created idea of something is scarce and limited and precious and should be on display. And instead you're not considering that. And instead you're using the item and while using the item, you're trying to be mindful of the ways in which it serves you, the ways in which it makes you feel, um, Mm. you know, and, and I'm the same way. Like I have a pencil cup of like my limited edition black wings, like singles and doubles. Um, and, you know, I have 725s and 211s and 24s just kind of rubbing elbows in there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just something that I'm going to, you know, if the mood strikes me, I'm going to use one. Um, I I've definitely kind of. I've I don't want to use the word fixed. I never like to use that word, but I've I've definitely moved away from being that person that collected things. I mean, mm. You know, I it's just it it makes things not fun after a while. Yeah. So I, I I totally hear you. Um, and I think I think you you just got at something that um, I think I was kind of beating around is that the idea that um, um, it became not fun anymore. You know? Right. And that's, that's, it just, you lose your meaning, I think sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, I found, I found myself like every time I would do a review of like a, a Blackwing volume. So I'll use that as an example, not to attack Blackwing, but just to use them as an example. It, it got to a point where I would be like, so I'm just reviewing the aesthetics of this because the interior of it is exactly the same as the natural, exactly the same as the matte or the MMX, depending on where you stand, or the Pearl or the 602. Like these things are exactly the same. It's just wrapped up in different packaging. And the real question is, does this packaging aesthetically please me or not? And, you know, I think that's always a yes, no question, right? Like I hate the 33 and a third. It's uh, that that pencil is so ugly to me but there are a lot of people out there who love it and yeah good for them um right. but you know there it's that point of like it, it, that was that's not fun for me to review that's not that's not a fun thing um and and sometimes i feel like that with with other things too it's like okay so this pen is exactly the same as this other pen and now i'm going to review it uh, and the real question is, is did I get one with a good knock on it or not? Is the refill working? Um, what's the packaging like? And I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily a great use of my time in terms of reviewing things. Is that am right. I really doing a service for my readers or for our listeners if I'm reviewing something and I'm like, oh, hey, it's a black wing. And, you know, it's cedar. So, you know, it's it's a great cedar pencil and the core is going to be lovely. Um, and it is the same as this pencil. And then we've got this color ferrule and the eraser works OK-ish. Um, <laughs> it sharpens well. The cores are well centered. Um, you know, like. Well, like my this is my always go to. Mm-hmm. I have two 11s and I have Blackwing Naturals. If you block out the feral um, mm-hmm. and turn them on their faces and you took a picture of a bunch of them, you would not be able to pick out which one is which. Right. Yeah. Even by feel, like they both feel the same. It's not like the natural is rougher or different, lacquer. They're, they, I have them in my hand right now. I couldn't tell you which is which. I mix them up. And so you're you're like latching onto an idea Mm-hmm. which is fine, but that has nothing to do with stationary and its purpose, I feel. Right. So I, I, I think that going deeper with this, the more that I work on my writing, mm-hmm. um, the, the deeper I go into that, the less enamored I am with acquiring new stationary now that I know that there are things that I like. Like I know that I have on my shelf 
an embarrassing number of composition notebooks. Yes. And I know that I can grab one of those and the paper is going to be good because I keep the the notebooks that have good paper and I donate the ones that don't. I cut out the little review pages I write in the back and then I, I take the crappy ones and I give them away. So I know I can grab a composition notebook depending and I have them on the left hand side. I've got the ones that are good for fountain pens and on the right hand side, I've got the ones that are good for everything else but liquid ink. Um, so I know based off of what I'm writing with that I have a good notebook that I can just go to. I also have, you know, near there, a embarrassing number of pocket notebooks um, that I can grab one and I will have a good experience with. Mm -hmm. Same for the pencils in my cup. I've got, I know I'm going to have a good experience with these things. So acquiring new stuff is less interesting to me because I know that I have things that are going to work for my intended purpose. Um, yep. And so I think... I think that's that's part of this too is this like limited edition fatigue is that I have a purpose. I know what that purpose is and it's nice if it's aesthetically pleasing, but also a pen and gear is going to do the job as well. Mhm. Mm totally, totally. You are absolutely right. And I think it's a good note to end our podcast on. All right. Because we're at the hour mark. Indeed we are. Um we could probably talk for 2 hours, but Probably. I didn't. I'm hungry. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so um, as always, I just really want to take a moment to thank everyone for their support. Our episodes really aren't coming out as frequently as they had been in the past. And so it's really nice to see people just kind of like still sticking around and still interacting with us. And and it's just it's a bright spot on the Internet, at least for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, as always, like sharing our podcast or rating us, if you haven't already on whatever platform you use to listen to us, um, is also helpful. Um, but yeah, so, you know, um, you can always find us online at rsvpstationarypodcast.com. There will also be a link to the discord, which is not super active now, but I think that, um, I want to try to be better at adding stuff to that. Um, it's just, I have so many things to, to focus on. I always forget we have it. Um, but you can find me Dade at weeklypencil.com and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the weekly pencil. Les, what about you? You can find me um, at ComfortableShoesStudio.com, Facebook at ComfortableShoesStudio, Instagram and Twitter at OriginalLCHarper. 